different four areas. If you are going to categorize yourself, have you been disciplined? Have you been self-controlled? And um, here it says goes into training and competes and in, uh, disciplined and exercises self-control. Have you been in the race to such an extent, extent that you deserve a trophy in these four areas that we're going to mention today? Because if not, this is your chance to improve and to get better so that you can show your commitment to the house. The first one is we commit to serve. We commit to serve. In Open Church, if you're a member of this family, we expect you to be on a team or teams. We expect you to serve on teams. And this is a way that we show our commitment to the house. Because all of you come from a home where you live. And each one of us, whichever home we come from, I'm sure our homes look very different and they function very different. But in all of our homes, we have guidelines on how we work. Maybe you have chores lists. How many of you have chores that you have to do it in the morning or in the evening? Yeah? I think most of us, even Ethan has his own chores. He's not always so good at doing them, but he tries. So we have chores that we have to do, and that's because we belong to that home. And when we belong somewhere, we share in the work that needs to be done, right? So even when you're a member of Open Church family, and this is your home, this is your house, you also have chores, responsibilities to get involved with to help carry the responsibility of this home and this house. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 10, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Okay? Here it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received, okay? This means that all of us have received gifts. You can't sit there today and say, well, I don't have any gifts, so there's nothing I can do in the house of God. Yes, there is, because every one of us, every, each one of us should use. That's what the Bible says. So each of you have been given many gifts, actually, not just one gift. You've got a lot of gifts. And we, the Bible says, we should use those gifts that we've received to serve others. That's what God gives you gifts to do. Use those gifts to serve other people. And one place we serve is in the house of God where we put our, um, our gifts to use. It says we do it as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So when God has given us these gifts in our lives, that's the grace of God in different forms. And we show God that we're a faithful steward when we put our gifts to good use in his house. Some of you come to church at 9 o'clock in the morning. Some even come later. Some are arriving just now. Do you realize that we're people here from 7 o'clock in the morning already? We came here to do setup to ensure that you would have a good experience in church on Sunday. In fact, we had people today doing acrobats up the sides in here, trying because we had quite a problem getting the screen working this morning. But in order for you to have a good worship experience, there are people who worked hard. And the thing is that oftentimes it's the same people week in and week out who keep doing it. It's the same thing for some of our other teams that we have. Um, for example, in our cafe, do you realize that when many of you leave church on a Sunday, there's a few faithful people who are always washing the dishes after you've had a cup of coffee or tea? Can I, I don't know how many of you are here now and how many have gone out to kids' church, but if you're here and I mention your name, will you just stand where you are? Arthur, Esther, Loveness, Favor, Josephine, Gift, and Patricia. Are you here? Most of them have gone out. They're probably helping in kids' church. A lot of them are also there. But these young ladies mostly, they're washing cups Sunday after Sunday. They're serving the rest of you. They're showing their commitment to the house by serving one another. 
And, you know, we shouldn't leave it just to them. I want to encourage you, regardless of your age, regardless if you're male or female, all of us can wash a cup. And when we do it, we are showing our service to the king. So we want to encourage you this morning. There's lots of different teams you could join. You could join the worship or the tech host, kids' church, prayer, cafe. You could join the pack down or the setup team. And if you feel like you have gifting in an area that we don't have a team for, come and let us know because we'd love to start a new team. And um, you can head up that team. So don't sit back if you think, well, I don't know where I fit. Because after this service, all four of us who are sharing will be out at the info table. And we'll encourage you to come and see us. Come and talk with us about what team you want to serve on or anything in one of these other um, areas that we'll be sharing so that you can get involved, okay? We want you to get involved. Amen. Praise God. I want to ask Joannan to come on up and um, share with us on the next point. Next one is me. All right. Uh, the next one, um, as we are talking about uh, uh, open church DNA, so after we commit ourselves to serve, there is another point that I'm going to share with uh, ourselves is uh, tithe and offering. So we can just summarize it as giving. So from the from the scripture that uh, um, Lynn read, I think it has embraced everything that I was uh, I was about to talk, and I'm going to talk about. Uh, we have seen the aspect of. Uh, being committed, we see commitment, we see giving, we see sharing, we see uh, yeah, generosity, we see praise, we see worship. So we are going to talk about now tithe and offering. Because uh, whenever we talk about giving and sharing, most of the time we just refer first to ourselves and how we exchange gifts and as we had uh, ladies bring and share, I was part of that. So just in case you guys did not know, so if we have, we had slide, you would have seen. So I was part of that. So we brought things and we shared together. So that was an amazing time that I've ever had in my life. So the next one is coming. Please come and see me. I'll orient you on how things go. Ladies bring and share. So and when we talk about all those things as a church, Already there is uh, something that is, is, is involved here. So it's not something that we can just come up now. We are having this event. We are having uh, men's or event or bring and men is not bring and share. It's just an event. You just come there. We just have some nice talk as men. So all those things, they, 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 they don't just happen for, for nothing. There is an aspect of uh, giving or Money, money is involved. So now when we are talking about sharing, in most of the time when we talk about sharing, we talk about you know, properties, we talk about substances. Now on this one, I just want to focus on tithe and offering. So of course, we, are, we can be generous when giving to each other. We, we give ourselves to the dear ones that we love and the ones that we do not know along the street, those who are, who are begging, we give. Now here, I just want to lay an emphasis on giving to the house of God or giving to God. It is very important. And my exhortation, I'm just going to lay an emphasis on the why do we give, the reason why we give. As we have seen, uh, we see the first word there, commitment. I've realized that in any kind of commitment, there is a giving aspect. So you can't be committed to your friends. You can't be committed to God. You can't be committed to something if there is, there is not, we don't see an aspect of giving. So while we can argue on that one, giving what, is it only money? Yes, even money is involved. Also, giving takes place in many forms. We have given your time. You have to be generous with uh, yourself. You have to be generous with your property. You have to be generous with uh, there are a lot of things that we have to be generous with. 
Now, I'm not going to bring that uh, broad, you know, generosity and everything. So here we are just going to talk about when we are committed, there is an aspect of giving. And we are going to talk about tithe and offering. So we have had a number of uh, debate going around about tithe and offering. So we are not going to talk about that. We are just going to focus on why are we supposed to be giving tithe and offerings to the house of God. Yes, we belong to a family. We are committed. God is, is God himself. He's, he owns everything. There is nothing that you can give to God that can surprise him. Now, why is it that we, we are required or we are commanded to give again back to God? Him is the one who owns everything. And in the Bible, he was even saying that all the bulls and and every all the animals of the bush, they are mine. So, and if God owns all those things, why is it that we have to give him back? So, first point that I'm going to bring, the reason why we give. First, giving is an act of worship. So, worship is not only singing. Worship is not only praying, but giving to God is an act of worship. So when we give, we are worshiping God. And in the Old Testament, we see five types of offerings that God commanded the Israelites that they should be doing. And in all those things, it was not that God was hungry, wanted just him to be eating their things, but he just wanted to see their hearts in what they are doing. So in giving, we are worshiping God. And when giving, we are unveiling or exposing or dedicating our hearts to God. Because by what we give, God is not seeing what you are giving, he's seeing your heart. So that's the point I've brought that giving is an act of worship. So, and since we are talking about tithe and offering, so we know that tithe requires mathematics inside of it. You need to calculate, you need a calculator, especially those who have got uh, different businesses and uh, uh, the incomes are coming from all over the corners. So, you know, they are receiving income like almost every day. They are here, they are quiet. It's only that we don't want to, to show off. But, you know, when having all those things, when talking about tithe, there is a calculation that is there because God requires us to be just giving a 10% of what we have, of what we receive from our income. So, if you don't want to be bothered you know, every day, every day, so whatever you receive, you pack, whatever you receive, you pack, and at the end of the week, maybe at the end of the month, you can make a calculation, say, how much am I going to give God? And it is 10% from each, or if you want, you can gather all of them, and you make 10% out of everything that you have gathered. So a tithe requires calculation and mathematics inside of it. So there is a command, there is a must that you have to do. Now, when it comes to offering, there is no calculation inside of it. Because the Bible says, as you think in your heart, what you have resolved to give to God. So if you see, out of this, uh, I have received after paying tithe, of course. So like thanksgiving, how much am I going to give God? So you give him according to what you have resolved in your heart to say, no. On this one, I think a 10 quarter can do. I think on this one, maybe a 15 we can do. That is up to you. But when it comes to tithe, there is no negotiation. It's 10%. So there is nothing like, no, money has increased. Now I'm receiving $10,000. I think uh, tithe has also increased. Yes, your income has also increased. So that's the, the thing I wanted to bring here first when it comes to tithe. There is a must that we have to do. There is no negotiation. There is nothing like, I know uh, on this income I'm not going to pay. I'll wait until the end of the month. So it is everything that comes from whatever you have received, from whatever you, you have been working for, including those who do not work. But at least if you receive something from somebody, so there must be a tithe inside of it. Because when we are talking about tithe, a number of people, they think that it is only for the worker. 
it is not only for the workers, those who have formal jobs, all those who have got, they are running their own businesses. It is not only for them. Including those who do not work. You receive 10 kwacha from somebody, there is one kwacha for them. So everything that you receive, all your incomes, there must be a 10% of it. So now, since I'm talking about tithe here, and we are just emphasizing uh, on money, money. So I was saying that giving is an act of worship. We worship God when we give. And we can't be committed to God or to somebody or to something without the aspect of giving. So I'm going to bring two scriptures that we are going to to see something that happened. Unfortunately, the scriptures, they are not on the... Uh, PowerPoint or ProPresenter. The first one comes from Exodus 32 from verse 1 to verse uh, verse 6. And uh, the second one comes from Exodus 35, 4 to 29. So the first one we see, of course, somebody can say this, this has to do with the golden calf that the people of Israel built in the desert. So it has nothing to do with giving. So we are going to try to understand something from there. And you see the second one, we see it is when God commanded Moses to instruct the people of Israel on the contributions that they would have made for the tabernacle. And when we mean the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God, the house of God, if we can cut it short in that. So, and the, the last verse uh, that I'm going to also talk about, it is in the book of Ecclesiastes. 11 from 1 to 6. So we are not going to read, but uh, if since if you have written these uh, three references, those are the ones that I'm going to dwell dwell on this this morning. So in Exodus 32, verse from verse 1 to verse 6, we see the the incidents that happened. Moses was at the mountain, and it took long. Because he was worshiping God, he was, he was talking to God, he was having uh, a time with God. Because of him taking long, the guys who remained behind, they decided they were thirsty. They wanted to worship God. They wanted to have a fellowship with, with God. Now, because of that empty space, they wanted at least somebody, that, something that they can worship. And they followed Aaron. They said, we need God. We need to worship and when you read in that story, Aaron said, no, bring all your ex- expensive things that you have so that we can make something that we can worship. You see, there was a need of worship. And that worship was not supposed to take place if there was not an aspect of giving. So despite of them trying to make a God in their own image, and according to theologians, they say that image resembled to the God that. One of uh, the gods from Egypt. So because of worship was supposed to take place, there was an aspect of giving. They had to give. They had to offer everything that they possessed in order for them to have worship. Of course, it was the negative worship, not of the God that delivered them from Egypt, but the God that they made in their own image. So you see that despite of them trying to worship even another god, it was not for free. So there was an aspect of giving for them to have that worship, for them to celebrate the god that they had made. So that is the point I've brought this morning. When we give, we worship God in our giving. Because giving, it is a command. We are not committed just in vain. So when we are committed, there is a requirement that is given. Yes, you have given your time. Yes, you have given your heart. You have given your brain. You have given your stomach. All of you, you have given yourself. But there is still an aspect of substance again, like giving money. And why is it that we are talking about money? And we can see the relationship 
of you with God can be evaluated and judged based on how you relate with money. That's the reason why Jesus talked about money a lot. So we see that aspect of worship was supposed to take place and they were supposed to give. All the expensive things that they had, uh, women removed their uh, jewelries and you know, those expensive things, they helped them to have at least God around there to, to be worshipped. And the second one is in the book of uh, Exodus 35 from verse 4 to 29. We see that God was now trying to instruct the people of Israel to build a tabernacle. And for, for, uh, for that reason, God commanded Moses, say, this is a command that you should tell the people of Israel to make contributions. So in this context, we can say to give offerings, each and every one to give something so that they can have the house of God being built, the tabernacle. So it was not built out of anything. So we are the church. The church has to be built. We have a number of things that are needed. Of course, we have not built our physical building. We are still renting. And that rent, uh, the rentals that we are doing, the money does not come straight from heaven like manas. So it comes from, it will come from us. So it is, these are biblical principles. Most of the time when we talk about tithe and offering, we just go to Malachi, oh, give me. So in all the books of the Bible, you can see the aspect of giving when we read. Especially in the book of Exodus. So here God said they must contribute. Now, this is not what the Bible is saying. This is not what God said. Now, this is me. Maybe God in his mind was like, when you wanted to worship the golden calf, you contributed. So now also I'm coming with the tabernacle. You must also do the same. The same way you did to worship the other God who did not deliver you. You contributed and all the expenses, the expensive things, you contributed in order for you to have that God. You worship him. So if now me, I'm coming, the one who delivered you from Egypt, you must do the same. So you know that in everything that you are committed in the world, there is an aspect of giving and we even give to the God of this world without knowing. So we have got phones, we have got cars, we have got, we have a number of things that we, we are possessing and things that we are committed to. And those things are not for free. There is something that we are giving into. So the same way we are committed to different things that are requiring, they are demanding our finances, the same way the work of God is also demanding. There are a number of things that can take place in the church. It is not only prayer can do. It is not only the Holy Spirit can do. So the Holy Spirit will come and touch your heart so that your, car, your heart becomes generous for you to give. Hallelujah. I feel lonely. It's like the people are looking at me. Where are you coming from? <laughs> so giving is an act of worship and act of honoring God from everything that he has done for us and we have uh, uh, we, ha we, we, we as I said we have uh, different types of offering in the Bible, burnt offering grain offering, peace offering, sin offering trespass, uh, trespass offering of course all these things somebody can say they are fulfilled in Jesus yes you are right but in the New Testament we see Jesus himself standing in the synagogue by the side of offering basket looking at what is being given inside him. Jesus himself. The one who embraced everything as I've come to fulfill everything, all the offering. But why is, was he standing in the synagogue and checking? Of course, we don't have pastors who come and stand there and start checking the money that is being given. We will name that pastor and we will post him on Facebook. But Jesus himself, he was standing and he was looking at Ah, now this woman is 
uh, now th this woman has given more than, more, than, more than all of you. He was checking. It was not the spirit that told him. Jesus physically was standing. Looking at money, 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 money. We need these things. So including the group that Jesus had, they were keeping money. Ask Judas. We know Judas. He was the, he was the one who was keeping money. So even Jesus himself needed money that time in their group. They had their small, you know, uh, case of money that they were keeping. And we need to be giving so to the house of God and contribution. So I have just I was just trying to encourage ourselves. I've just focused on giving, giving, act of worship. Now I'm just trying to go on the other side of the benefit of giving, the reason why we give, and the benefit of giving when we give to God. So what happens since it is an act of worship when giving to God, we are worshiping God. And when we give, God sees our heart. It's not only what we are giving, he's seeing the heart. Because the woman that Jesus saw, he said, he, she has given more than all of you. But it was just little. Why is it that it was more than? Because maybe these or other ones, it was thousand, maybe one thousand, uh, I almost said Danish term, one thousand kwacha. Uh, and he's just giving ten kwacha. And this one, out of ten kwacha, they are giving five kwacha. So Jesus was like, oh, this one has given five kwacha. This is giving less. Because it is coming from ten kwacha. Now this one has given ten kwacha. It's coming from one thousand. And Jesus was saying, this is nothing. It's not even a tithe. You are stealing. But you having five kwacha, looking at the one who is giving ten kwacha, say, ah, ah, these are the ones who are having money. So let me just give him my five kwacha. So can even buy bundles, so these are the ones who can. So that is a, uh, no, not he, of course, somewhere else. That is a thief. When God sees that you are stealing, you are stealing. Now, I'm trying to bring something that will push you to know how much you are, what you have been missing if you don't give. Of course, we have many reasons. It's not all the time. Sometimes if you don't, what, don't have what to give. You can give yourself, of course. You will not jump in the basket offering at it. So you can give your heart and everything about you can give. Now, what we have been missing or what we receive when we give generously, from a generous heart, and this you are going also to see it in Exodus 35, because Jesus, uh, God said, those who have got a generous heart, let them give. Because when you give in the heart of man, we have a lot of plans that are hidden in our heart. We have a lot of projects that are, are hidden in our heart. Now, it is not only prayer and the Holy Spirit that will make known those requests unto God. Somebody can say, no, you are contradicting yourself because the book, uh, in the book of Romans 8, uh, 26, the Bible says the best intercessor is the Holy Spirit. Yes, you are right. Now, when we give to God, because beside it being like an act of worship, it, uh, giving is also an act of like intercession. It is an act of prayer. Because if God can see your heart when you are giving, so including everything that is hidden in your heart, like the Bible says, in the heart of man, there are a lot of plans, but it's God's purpose that takes place. So everything and the project that you are carrying in your heart, they are presented to God through your offering. God sees. So there are a number of things that we cannot speak verbally to God, but your offering can speak. There are a lot of things that took place in the Old Testament, not because people prayed, but because people gave. And God saw that. And we can see in the book of Acts, Ananias and Sapphira, so their heart was revealed just not because of the apostles were praying, but because they saw what they gave and it revealed their heart. That is Acts 5. 
what they gave revealed the heart. They say, why are you deceiving God? Because your offering exposes even your heart to God. As for me, I'm standing here. I've got a lot of testimonies. I pray a lot. If you need any prayer machine, just call me. If I start praying sometimes, I can't even stop. But it is not only praying. Sometimes I just decide there are a lot of things I say, God, I've got a lot of vocabularies. I've got a lot of things that I can talk about regarding this situation. But I am tired. I'm just making this offering. I will not say anything. I'll just carry the offering and just put my heart in it. And I just throw it. I give it as an offering. So in that, you can see that God himself, as if it is true that you see the heart, see this offering. And from there, I'll collect a number of testimonies just from the offering. Hallelujah. So, it is an act of worship and at the same time, you can make prayer. Now, why am I talking like this? Because when we meet God, God is spirit. And each time we come to God, it's like we are coming to an altar. And as we know, any altar or shrine cannot exist without sacrifice. What makes a shrine or an altar to be strong and to stand? It is sacrifice. And in this context, we can say offering. So a shrine cannot stand without sacrifices or without offerings. And when we come to God, like when we are coming here, we are establishing an altar every day. So this altar cannot stand without offerings. It can't. We are together. After this, <laughs> I just see what happened in the Bible. When they just talked about this, Moses talked about this. The Bible says when they were giving, they gave, there was an overflow. And Moses was even stopping others. No, please, don't bring, we have enough. So I'm sure that after this, the way we will give, we can even receive our smartphones here and the smart, smart things here so that we can go and sell them for the glory of God. Let's leave our music. But as, as you can see, this trophy is already. This is a, a, a first sign. So, a nota cannot stand without offering. It can't stand. So, whenever we come to God, there is an aspect of giving that is ready from Him. Somebody can say, well, I know, you see, taken care of, no, I haven't been uh, receiving anything and what. And I remember I was also one of them when I was still young, very young, just going to church, when coming to church, giving time, people are just passing, passing you by. They are going to give. Such people. So each time when it comes to worship, we powerful worshippers dancing and were the first ones to dance. But when it was giving time, it's like that was an embarrassing moment for us. It's like, oh, and everyone is just giving. And when the basket offering is starting, at one point I was like, I know I'm stopping going now to church. I won't be going to church because of this. And we said, no, what are we going to do if we want to be going to church? Then I I told my friend, I said, no, let's go and cut wood. Let's go and cut wood. What? I said, let's go and cut wood. We go and sell them. And after selling them, we will also be having offerings to give to church. It was like a great idea. So it was, I don't know, 12 or 13. That's how we started. I said, no, it, it was during the, the holiday. We went, started cutting wood, cutting wood. We're going to sell. Uh, one of my neighbors, they were, uh, uh, is it bakers? The ones who do, no, Udulangze, doing bread, bakers. Yeah, bakers. Yeah, we're selling there. 
And this woman, when we're selling there, she was like, oh, this is a great idea, you guys. So you'll be now selling to me the, uh, this wood since we want to support the local, the local business. Because we have been you know, struggling on where we can find wood. So this is how we started. And after that, she was like, no, but you can also, I can also employ you. You can be you know, doing these things for me. Uh, doing bread together, and that's how I learned how to bake uh, bread and what. Because I wanted to be given to God, I said, I need to do something that will give me money so that I start giving to God. When we started, so doors start opening of small, small business as young as I was, and uh, small businesses. Just imagine before the school uh, starts, again, we reopened the school, I even had money for some of the things that I need for school. Uniforms, everything, everything that my parents maybe couldn't do. I said, I need this type of bag and it fit in my money. And I had everything. Why? Because I had that passion. I said, I need to give not all the time receiving. Yes, people can give me money so that I can go and give. Yeah, God sees that. But I just want God to see from what I have resolved and I've went to look for. I've gone to look for. See what offering can do. It was little that we're giving, but it spoke. This is my encouragement to, to us this morning. As we are committed members, let us not neglect the aspect of giving. The Holy Spirit can intercede for you, but offering also can speak. On your behalf. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we ready to give, to start giving already? I can see person gathering some dollars. So, in conclusion, in the book of Ecclesiastes uh, 11, 1 to 6, you see that. Uh, the wise man is saying that cast out, uh, cast your bread upon the waters, for you find it after many days. So literally, doesn't make any sense because when you just cast your bread upon the waters, you will not find it; it will dissolve. So this one, of course, we may say that he's not talking about giving. Whenever I just look at this scripture all the time, is that when I give, I don't always expect God to do something in return. I don't put an expectation that he must do this. You can give him money, you can give your money, but he will give back healing. He knows what you need. He will give protection. He can heal somebody in your family, not necessarily you, if when you give. He can see in your land what can disturb your worship. What can disturb your worship can be death in your family. Because if you are bereaved, you might not worship God now. So by offering, by giving, a number of people have seen people, when I give 100, will you give 100 kwacha to God? He will give you 1,000. Uh, it does not work always that way. It's not always that way. So when you give him 1,000, he will give you, uh, it's not money changing game, whatever we are doing. God wants to see your heart, and when you give him, he will give back what you need, and what you need, maybe you do not know it, but he knows. Don't get tired of giving. Never get tired because you don't know what God has been doing when you are giving. May God bless you. Now, after talking about these things, we are going to practice. So you can put on your you can put your heart inside of it. Uh, yeah, mine I'll come and give it from the back there. So those who have got tithe, you can see one of the the people in the red t shirt, they can give you an envelope for you to put the tithe there. So Nicholas, please. The preaching is continuing. Good morning, church. I believe it's time to be sober now. If there is a time when people are sober, want to show intent in what they are doing, 
it's when a time of prayer comes. Amen. So our next DNA as a church is prayer. Hallelujah. How many people like to pray? Beautiful. Yes, this is uh, what we've been praying about as a church. Um, we want to raise the bar of prayer in the church. Amen. Uh, from the first scripture that um, Pastor Lina read, uh, we saw from Acts 2 verses uh, 42 to 47, it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, one, and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So my focus is on prayer. My focus is on prayer. And uh, if we, we are mathematicians, which we start from a very early stage, I think it taught even in somewhere from grade three there about, we, 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 we learn about faith. We learn about different members in the church. And in those different members, we, found, we find that there is one common element in each and every set. And that is the set I, I, which I should draw. That element, we draw it and say the intersection set. Amen. So uh, the intersection set means this element or member is found in each and every area of what we are doing. So now we are saying as Open Church, the third DNA is we are committed to prayer. Amen. Let's say that prayer, as people would say, maybe in the business language, they will say being a prayer is a game changer. Hallelujah. Prayer is a transformer. And let me say briefly about a transformer. A transformer is able to either step up or step down. So in our case, we are stepping up. And prayer is a transformer. This time it's a step-up transformer which steps up our prayer life. And if we want to equalize in our way of life, then we have to step up with prayer. When does it become a step down? As the Lord is saying, come all you who labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. We come with so many things that uh, clutch us, that are stuck to us. Now as you pray, as we pray as a church, you begin to see that those negative things that were predominant in the dark world, they begin to shed off. Hallelujah. So that now you begin to thrive in the issues of the Lord. And that is where now prayer becomes a step-down transformer. Because it is stepping down those issues that are of the dark world. And now making you to remain as a standing prayer. Where prayer warrior. I pray that one day I would stand here and say, like my brother, I'm a prayer warrior. I, I pray so. But I can say I'm an intercessor and I love prayer. And this is exactly what we want all of us to be. Shall we go to Colossians chapter 4, verses 2? In the interest of time, I will try to be very brief. Never stop praying, especially for others. Pray, always pray by the power of the Spirit. Stay alert and keep praying for God's people. Let me also go to my, my favorite version, King James Version. Understand what King James Version says. King James Version says, Never stop praying. King, King James Version says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. The word I wanted there is continue. Prayer is a continuous process. It is a continuous thing that we should be doing in our lives. 
if we are going to see change in our lives, then we should be praying without stopping. We should be praying without ceasing. We should be praying continuously. Here are two words that I want um, to emphasize. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So there is watching. As you pray, as I pray, as we pray, it's not just about self. We should watch, and as you are watching, you will see that there are needs that surround us. People require diverse needs in their lives. And this can only be met when we pray, watch, and see. So as you pray and watch, you'll be able to see that my neighbor here is lacking in that area. My wife, my mother, my children are lacking in, the, in this area. Our church is lacking in this area. And we'll be able to pray in those areas. So as we pray, it's not about self or ourselves, but it's about others as well. So in our DNA, we realize, yes, we are open church, but as we pray, we also look to ensure that even other churches, other congregations, we pray for them, such that what we do here, we believe, is what is happening even in other congregations. Peradventure, when we meet one day and say, let's have open church with, with other churches, we will see prayer penetrating, prayer interceding for each and every one of us. Not just as a church, not just in teams, not just in families, but cutting across all the other congregations. Amen. Hallelujah. Stay alert. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. What we've been praying for and always what we'll continue to pray is the infilling of the Holy Spirit in us, leaders, as teams, as individuals, church, individual church members, and the church as a whole. Because when there is the infilling of the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does is it's no longer you, it's no longer me, but it's the Spirit that voices us. It's the Spirit that teaches us how to pray. It is the spirit that gives us direction of how to pray. You may say, how do I pray? When the apostles or disciples asked Jesus Christ of how they should pray, he said in Matthew chapter 6, down there about 9 there, he showed them how to pray. That's just a standard or a way to start praying. The Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that is the standard that Jesus left us to pray. Hallelujah. Can we go to another scripture, which is um, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18? Please. And pray in the spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert always, keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Again, there is an emphasis that it's not just about self. Keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I will not talk about the kinds of prayers that we should pray, but I will emphasize that prayer is key. Prayer is cardinal. We can use all the vocabulary that we have, as my friend was saying, but 
what we are talking about is prayer. Let me just say something about prayer. I've heard uh, different definitions. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is speaking to God. Yes, I agree, and that's why I love uh, adult education, because adult education, there are no wrong answers. We just uh, improve them. But let me say that uh, prayer is dialogue with God. He's there, there, and log there, meaning to, log meaning a conversation. So I want to emphasize that as we pray, it's a two-way thing. Let's speak to God, talk to God, pray to God, as well as giving God an opportunity also to speak to us. Hallelujah. So that now we qualify the dialogue. And please, this is, I think, the missing link that I once saw in my life, in my prayer life. I could talk to God and just live like that without hearing God. What is God speaking to me? What is God saying about the situation? So, always ensure that as we pray, we also give God time to speak to us. We, we give God's time to give us feedback. We give God's time to impress us what is upon him. Hallelujah. So in this DNA as a church, we are saying, we see a church devoted to prayer, releasing heaven on earth, a church so dependent on the Holy Spirit that nothing will stop it or be able to stand against it. We are saying a church where the supernatural is natural. Hallelujah. Where now it becomes a normal thing to pray in the spirit. It becomes a normal thing to hear people bubbling. And as people are bubbling, as people are praying in the spirit, we begin to see things happen. We begin to see healing. We begin to see people being delivered. All because of prayer. Just prayer. Hallelujah. So, as I said, in the interest of time, we are inviting you to the prayer team. Let's come and pray. Because prayer is the equalizer. Prayer is the game changer. You want to be committed to serving? Pray. Committed to give? Pray. Prayer is the intercession center. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, want to thank you that uh, in our DNA, there is what we can call an intersection, and that is prayer. We are praying this morning that, Father, may we embrace prayer, and that prayer becomes our way of life. May we pray without ceasing, and that when we pray, Father, it becomes a dialogue. We ask and we wait upon you, O oh God, to give us the answer. I recall, my heavenly father, the time when uh, David found that uh, the village was touched down. Their wives had been taken. The children had been taken. Yes, they cried, including David. But David had to pray and inquire. My God, my father, can I pursue? And indeed, God answered that pursue and you will recover. And it truly, when David and his army pursued, they recovered. May we be like David as we pray, that we will inquire of you, O oh God, and hear, and then go forward with what you have given us to go ahead with in prayer. We give you praise, we give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor Sylvester. Amen. So, what we're talking about uh, on the DNA is the expectations for every member of Open Church. If you are a member of Open Church, this is what we are expected. Can I have the last? Yeah, this is what we are expected. So, 
we are commit we need to be committed to serve where every part every one of us is part of a team there are teams different kind of teams where you can serve god like valina said in the beginning if there's something you have something on your heart and then there's no team that is housing that come and see us it doesn't mean that we don't want to have that team going on if god has put it on your heart we can start that team in the church and many people will join and it will be a blessing so let us be committed to serve let us be committed to give because giving like john has emphasized uh it's an act of worship to god it honors god and also it 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 supports the church to be able to function properly and also be committed to prayer on that one i wanted to just encourage you that let us continue with this heart we started very well beginning this year every friday we pray mondays or via zoom 19 hours up to 20 hours just for an hour and then on friday we meet in person 17:30 up to 18:30 at ruka we pray there in the beginning remembering january coming up you find the whole worship team would come to prayer the guys in take in host they would come on friday to come and pray but you guys should i say with uh, all humility and sincerity of heart that you are you, we, you you are lagging behind you are you are you are lowering down your guard be revived in your heart come join let us pray again we used to fill up that wall and pray every friday we inviting you everyone on the team let us pray as we pray god prayer is so powerful as we pray god begins we begin to grow in our faith in our giftings in our calling we pray for one another we pray for families we pray for nations we pray for so many things we inviting you come fridays at our offices let us pray together you don't need to be on a team to come for prayer you need to be a child of god to pray right so if you are a child of god it's a man and we are invited to come and pray pray as a team and you pray on your own develop it as a culture as a tendency as a behavior that god is encouraging that you grow in prayer and also we are committed as a church to connect you know uh when we come together as a church like this we may not manage to talk to everyone else we may not know everything that we are going through but we have connect groups these are small houses or small groups meeting once every week in different areas of this town where we get to know one another we get to grow in a deep and authentic relationship with one another pray with one another uh cry where there is need for uh, love where there's need to celebrate and love rejoice together and grow in the word of god our connect groups are tailored in such a way that they help each person to grow in their faith amen so we are inviting you it's full of fun activities exchange interaction and there's quite a lot of things going on in our connect groups and we have many many connect groups going on different connect groups around town if you are not part of the connect group come and see me come and see us we can connect you and you are not bound to the area where you stay to go to that connect group you could go to another connect in a different area if at all you can manage to but there are different connect groups in different area for our convenience so that we don't have to travel at night or move at night but if you can manage you are welcome but what we're emphasizing is that let us be connected let us remain connected we are committed we have to be committed to being connected as a church we want to see connect groups thriving and working and building lives discipling that's where actually discipleship take place we you we may not have uh uh sessions or teams for discipleship like here we have a school for discipleship but we tell you discipleship for us happens every day and connect group is a platform where discipleship take place so we inviting you if you are not part of all these this is what it takes to be a member of open church if you make this place your house your family then you are saying yes to saving you are saying yes to giving you are saying yes to praying you are also saying yes to connecting amen hallelujah i want us to stand i know a lot has been said i don't want to take much time i want us to just stand where you are just close your eyes and just begin to think about the areas where you need god's touch where you need god's comfort in line with 
this DNA. Can we have some background music, guys? Um, in line with this, what we have talked about, we won't take much time. We want to release you. But I want you just to think about which areas do you most need the touch of God? Do you need encouragement? Which areas uh, in this commitment or DNA do you need God to encourage you? He's here to touch you. This is his work. We are all stewards. We are all servants in our Father's vineyard. And he wants us to be connected. Maybe you want to be, to be prayerful, but there are hindrances in your prayer life. Maybe you want to connect and go to connect groups. There are hindrances that you can see. Maybe your heart is so passionate about giving. Maybe there are maybe wrong preconception or, or maybe uh, misunderstandings or maybe wrong teachings that you encountered or you received along the way. Or maybe you have been, you know, uh, bribed before and feel misused before in the churches where you were or growing up. And now maybe you let go of that and the Lord is encouraging you. You can't let go of God's work because of what people have done. Because we do everything as unto God, not as unto man. Maybe it's in serving you no longer a part of any team. There is no visitor in God's kingdom. All of us are God's children and we are part of what is happening. And God is calling you to be part, to serve with the gift he has given you. The greatest gift God has given you to all of us is time. While we are alive, we need to serve God with our giftings, with our capacity, with what we have. Think about the team you'd like to be part of. Think about what you'd like to do in church. Think about these four areas where you are lacking behind. And I'm going to pray with you that God will encourage you but God is looking and waiting on you to take that decision. To take that decision. He desires so much that you may be part of the, of the church and activities in the church. But the decision is yours. To overcome the hindrances. To overcome whatever is the challenge. And make a deliberate move to be part of God's work in the church. Father, thank you. I want to pray now as you have decided in your heart or checked. Father, we thank you for your dear sons and daughters. We thank you, Lord, for you have made us a kingdom of priests. You have made us a holy nation, peculiar nation, the people who are called by God's name. Thank you for you have served us and freely given us salvation. And you have, as you descended on high, Holy Spirit, Jesus, you gave gifts to men. And you want us to save you with gifts and to save one another. But there are hindrances and challenges that inhibit us from saving and being effective utilizing these gifts. But today we pray, Lord, to give us strength, courage to overcome these challenges in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to save you. Help us to save one another. Help us, Lord, to pray, to give, to connect, to take part, Lord, in your kingdom, in this church where you have placed us, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us to grow in the giftings, in the areas where you have called us to do, right here where you are and in the mission fields where you are sending us away, you've sent each one of us. Help us, Lord, to raise up others and teach them also to become diligent in saving you, to become good stewards of God, to God with time, with material, with property, with our lives, with everything that you have given us, that we may be good stewards unto God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. Just like the first church, which gave itself to God, and to the apostles' teaching, to one another, and to prayer. We pray that, Lord, we may be revived as open church too. To be committed to saving God and saving one another. To be committed to giving to God's work. To be committed to prayer. For prayer is a backbone of every strong and health church and family. 
and we pray that you'll be committed to being connected. That we may encourage one another and that we may be raised up and disciple to become effective in the areas you have called us to be. We thank you, Lord, for today and we bless your holy name. In Jesus' precious name we pray. If in this place you've not given yourself to the Lord, you've not opened yourself to saving God and to prayer and all those things, and all this starts with you receiving Jesus in your life as Lord and Savior. This life on earth is temporal. One day we'll be answerable and say yes to the Lord. Either our time comes to an end, we die, or Jesus Christ returns today. But each one of us will give an account on how we lived this life. If you have not given your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, where will you be when he returns? There are only two places. Those who have given their lives to Christ, they will be with Jesus Christ. And those who have not given their lives to Christ, they will be where the enemy will be, the devil, the enemy of the believers. And the Bible says the end of his end is the lake of fire and you know, condemnation and punishment and the judgment of God where there will be gnashing, crying and gnashing of teeth. But Jesus says, God says, I've put two things ahead of you. There's life, there's death. Choose life so that you may live. He came to give us life and give it in abundance. Will you open up your heart today and invite Jesus in your life as a Lord and Savior and begin to serve him, begin to move and, and in the journey with him? If that's your call, if that's your time, just lift up your hand. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'd love to lead you to Father. His arms are wide open and he's inviting you to come in his house, in his life, in his courtyard. Just lift up your hand if you have not received Jesus and you'd love to give your life to him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Will you all repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart and invite you to come in me, be my Lord and Savior. Lead my life. I surrender to you and recognize that you died for me and saved me. Thank you, Jesus, for making me a child of God. Amen.